This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, C, Senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room, kicking off a brand new week, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The American voter. Proud, brave, generally uninformed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that while I was walking from my car, because I heard a story on the news about um, Eddie Van Halen's son is suing a magazine. I forget which one it was, but it's one of, like, you know, your Us Weeklies or People or something like that. Vanity Fair, I think, maybe? Was it Vanity Fair? Was it a real so. magazine? think so, yeah. Anyway, he said um, the article about my mom dealing with uh, my dad's death, there's nothing in that article that's true, he said. Wow. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, yeah, of course, those those magazine who magazines that write those ridiculous stories and, you know, you got a crying Valerie Bertinelli on the cover and stuff like that and they have a headline, they just they just made up crap. Yeah. And I was you, just thinking... Oh. You were right, I was wrong. It was Us Weekly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, those are at the grocery store, there's like 10 of those. Um, and th- there wouldn't be 10 of those on the rack if they didn't sell them. Oh, I got to assume. Well said. And they, and they got, you know, just crap in them. Yeah. And I thought those people are voting. Yes. Those people who buy the us magazine, that has got the cut, the, the completely made up story. Well, it's inaccuracies about irrelevancies. Right. <laughs> so it's double stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The people who buy that stuff at the grocery store, all those magazines, they're voting. Yeah. Yeah. And some of you think that's why Trump got elected, and some of you think that's why Biden's going to win. But, but uh, you know, they're probably spread fairly equally among the uh, the crowd. But it's just it's just troubling to me. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. You know, I, I told the story. It was probably a year ago, but oh, I was going to a physical uh, therapy outfit. Nice folks too. I mean, very nice. But there's this one super attractive woman worked there. In great shape and everything. Just a real cutie. Jack, I'm a heterosexual male, and I'm attracted to uh, attractive women. And uh, she's very quiet, very reserved. And I thought, yeah, she's she's a hot chick. She doesn't want guys coming on to her and all that. I finally got to know her a little bit. Her only conversational topic was celebrities. That was the only thing she wanted to talk about. I was like, wow. Is there a, hello in there? Hello in there? Hello in there? <laughs> I just I can't imagine it. Yeah. But anyway, so those people are voting. And uh, maybe uh, maybe that's why or how the polls are cl- uh, tightening. So this is very exciting news to start on Monday. This is the first time I've been excited about the election, maybe the whole time, but certainly in months. Well, As, it sounds like you have enough excitement for the both of us, which is good, because <laughs> I have none. Because they have tightened in a lot of the key states. And, oh, key states? And, and, the, and the, uh, the various pundits were actually kind of wide-eyed staring at the uh, TV as they read the poll numbers yesterday, the latest poll numbers. <laughs> like, you know, there's a, there's a chance that Trump could actually win this and... Uh, it, actually, it's not even that hard to imagine. So, oh, um, yeah, oh. It's, it's getting exciting. It's definitely getting exciting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We'll go through again today or tomorrow the the couple of things you can look at to make it a really easy watch tomorrow night as you're taking in the electric election coverage. Because there's a couple of things that if they happen, Trump, that, that will happen early in the day. And Trump really can't win if they don't happen his way. But if they do happen his way, it becomes a real race real fast, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. 
And um, so I was listening to a podcast last week with uh, some people on there who are experts in polling and that sort of thing, have, have worked in campaigns. And polls, when they're published to the people, are usually about 10 days behind. 10 days behind whatever caused the polls to change. Okay, fair enough. If it was an event that caused the polls to change. Um, it takes that long for it to for people to uh, you know recognize that something happened, then get polled, then for the polling data to be collected, and then for it to be published. Interesting. It takes, it takes that long. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have tightened now to whatever it is, six points or something in Philadelphia could be that it is moving that direction and it by now is more like two or three yes from the six it was 10 days ago then add to that the astonishing number of new republicans registered yeah and it's very clear now that it is um it is biden's early voters versus day of trump voters that is is the race 80 percent of trump voters are expected to show up tomorrow and if that crowd is just a mass of people, including a lot of people that like Shaquille O'Neal, who have never voted before in their lives, um, um, Pennsylvania is just full of Republicans registering and voting for the first time, and I would assume for Trump. I never voted before. I was too busy playing basketball and being a uh, kind of sort of cop. I, I, <laughs> doing, doing a lot of commercials. Hey, Kobe. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know how uh, Shaquille O'Neal is voting, but he said he's he's registered and he's going to vote for the first time in his life. It wouldn't surprise me if he's voting for Trump because he's got the word on the tax situation. Oh but. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, like like some of our friends in the rap community. As a pretty successful businessman, but yeah, so eighty percent of Trump voters are going to turn out tomorrow. Well, and speaking of turnout, I wish there were more people saying what you're saying. Uh, to quote my partner Jack, if uh, Trump loses, I'm sad. If we lose the Senate, I'm scared. I wish there were more people who understand, look, even even if you can't stand Trump, for goodness sakes, go out and vote for, you know, I prefer you vote for the Republican Senate candidate in your state, but do whatever you think is right. But, oh, my gosh, if the Senate goes, oh, the, the, oh, the policies that could get passed. Oy. Well, we've stopped doing that for whatever reason. I forget what the word is for that when you vote for uh, a different party for a president. A split ticket? No, nah, there's another fancier term, but um, regardless. El splito tiquito? <laughs> uh, it used to be fairly common, not uncommon at all, to vote for, you know, I'm going to vote for my Republican Senate candidate, but vote Democrat for president. Right. Last time around in 2016 was the first time ever that there wasn't a, a direct correlation in all the states. Mm. If... Uh, Trump won the state, the Republican senators won the state, or vice versa. Complete, completely down the line. First time ever in 2016. Wow. We, wow. we just don't split the ticket anymore. Yeah. For, well, the policies, the policies have diverged so much. I mean, I just watched a Kamala Harris uh, campaign video about the difference between equality and equity. And it was a flat-out endorsement of communism. Everybody needs to end up in the same place. Wow. Was the message. Which is, of course, an impossibility. Well, it would take communism. We'll get to some of those poll numbers, and it's not just you know the Sean Hannity uh, touting him or whatever. It was on all, all your mainstream shows yesterday saying, boy, the polls have tightened. It's going to be close, ladies and germs. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. Uh, doing good. There's a clip today I want to play for you guys that I hope we can play. I think it hits it right on the head. The, the candidate that seems to be having fun wins. 
I, I think people want to be part of something. I, I, I know that sounds silly, but most people do not follow politics like we do. And I think the average person out there looks on the TV if they see Trump you know, having a good time. They see the large crowds. Yep. I think they win. Generally, the happier warrior, comfortable in their own skin, is the person that wins. According to political scientist Cindy Lauper, girls in particular just want to have fun. So I, we should I found that to be accurate. <laughs> they we'll, just wanna. We'll see tomorrow night, won't we? Uh, won't we, Michael? There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. I was. In, I'm interested to hear what your uh, what to watch tomorrow night if you want an easier watching evening. And I'm I'm hoping it is watching things other than election coverage because that would be <laughs> the easiest way to do it. And if you are in search of such things, uh, a new show on the Netflix. Uh, the Queen's Gambit. It is uh, based on a fictional novel. This is not a true story, but it's about a, a young uh, chess phenom, a young girl who's a chess phenom kind of in the Cold War era hmm. um, of America. And I've, I've watched only the first episode, but it's, it scratches all the itches that I like about this. Is This seems like a great show. I'm looking forward to watching a, a bunch more. Finally, a gritty chess drama. Yes, absolutely. What America has been looking for. Do you watch your first Mandalorian? Uh, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I... I, I I watched it twice. Yeah, my son and I were on it right away. We, we really enjoyed it. My son said, this is the best show. He said that like twice during the episode. It's a fine show, <laughs> I, son. I said it at least that many times as well. <laughs> it's such a Western, though. It was the most Western it was, has ever been for the most recent oh, episode. Yeah. It was just plain a Clint Eastwood Western. There's a space marshal in this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Guy walks into a bar and lays down his gun. There's a barkeep. I mean, it's just a, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, November 2nd, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here comes the bulk of the show, then, officially according to FCC rules and regulations, which we haven't even looked at in 20 years. All right, here we go at Mark. I'm supposed to, oh, yes, I'm supposed to make an announcement. Uh, on November 3rd, there is an elderly man contest. <laughs> Oh, that's a funny way to put it. That whole bit from John Mulaney <laughs> we'll play for you later from Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. It's a strong start to the week. And we got to talk about Halloween, how that went over the weekend. Have some interesting tales from that. Those polls, obviously. What you watch for tomorrow night that could have you on the West Coast anyway, in bed by 530, depending on how things go. Because um, there'll be some pretty early tells. Lots of stuff on the way. Uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Jerry Falwell Jr. news if we need to get sexy at any point. What? During the show. Um, You'd have told me 10 years ago those two terms would be side by side. Jerry Falwell and sexy. I uh, thought you'd lost your mind. That's something. Yeah, and we're going to get into some of the polling. Just a little bit of it. We don't, you know, there's, there's no point. There's, as Joe always says, there is a poll. A big poll. Very, very thorough poll. They're taking it tomorrow. And uh, they will release the results sometime this week. Okay. Really the only one that matters. Some polls. Which polls? All of them. My computer is crashing. This is very, very unhandy. Especially because I had a great freedom-loving quote of the day from Aldous Huxley ready for mailbag. We will persevere. 
number of Los Angelinos sent us pictures and videos and links and stuff to the giant Trump rally in Beverly Hills. That's, That's where I want to be. be. Gimme, gimme. Beverly Hills, come on. Unbelievable. Just people parading down the street with their flags and then yelling and chanting by the thousands. Astounding. My car is a piece of crap. The fabulous uh, song by who is that? Uh, the that Weezer. Song. Weezer. Weezer. Yeah, there you go. Guys, Vegas rarely loses. On the other hand, Teddy says Vegas is held firm with Biden being the big favorite in the election. Vegas usually knows things the rest of us do not. Welcome to the Oval Office, Kamala Harris. Matter of time. Okay, it could be. The whole predicting thing is a little worn out at this point. And again, there's a poll tomorrow. Da-da-da-da-da. 538, Nate Silver has a 90% chance Biden wins, 10% chance Trump wins. He ought to shut up. Got this note from... Uh, he ought to shut up. <laughs> from Mark I like and, that as a response. Mark and Chandler. Um, guys, my uh, wife ordered a bunch of Trump stickers from Amazon <clears throat> and put one on each piece of candy and handed them out to all the trick-or-treaters oh that came by. <laughs> Such a clever idea. Uh, disappointing, I didn't think of it myself. I guess that's why she's my better half. Anyway, I thought you guys might enjoy it, and I did, I did indeed that they put a Trump sticker on every bag of M&Ms, every you know, wow. cat bar, whatever, except it's, and they sent two pictures. They went with the Trump 2020 no more bull ass sticker, but it spelled out. You can't put that on candy for children. No more bull spit. Don't, don't, don't be doing that. No. I mean, there are worse sins, but... Uh, I'll tell you, candy delivery systems were very hot this Halloween. The neighborhoods that we uh, walked around and got candy. Some sort of tube or Hot Wheel track or something like that. Interesting. To get your candy to you without having to touch it. I like it, and did the boys enjoy that? Oh, yeah, awesome. Including one house who uh, they invited us, sent us an email. Um, had a candy bar cannon that shot the candy bar clear out into the street. <laughs> And that was really entertaining. The kids loved that. Kaboom! And out came the candy bar. Nice. Uh, the uh, Huxley page has come up. So here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Aldous Huxley. There will be in the next generation or so a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will, in fact, have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Why does that describe the modern world or yeah. what, to or, a large extent? Or where we're headed, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Nice job, Aldous. That's some good writing right there. How did he know smartphones were coming? I just think he knew humanity, mm. like Orwell. It, the future is written in the hearts of today's people, Jack. How was that? That was pretty good. Not bad. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just think they studied humanity and, and extrapolated the semi-obvious in a way that all the rest of us miss. Uh, moving along. Marina from beautiful San Diego. My family and I were at the Grand Canyon the week after Michael's wedding. Catching up on podcasts, I was sad to hear no mention of Positive Sean making a love connection at the wedding. Mm. Doesn't Michael know that his purpose now, dare I say his duty, is to get his single guy friends together with his wife's single girlfriends? Sean spent the whole wedding talking to me. You're not going to get anywhere with me. You should have been talking to some of the women around her. Please, you're loose. I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, no comment? Uh, Michael, that's not your job. Don't worry about that. (laughs) There's a lot of married people there, I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Michael, you're not comfortable with the idea of being a pimp for your coworkers? No, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> is there tipping involved? Is there a gratuity if it's successful? Especially because the older you get, the the more and more the only thing that seems to matter, according to your friends to match you up, is that you have in common is that, oh, you're both still single. Right. Yeah. Here you go. Wait, <laughs> you're a human? She's a human? What do you think? You're within 30 years of the same age? Right. <laughs> you like... Doing things. She likes doing some things. I think you guys would be great together. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Taibbi's new piece uh, is entitled The Worst Choice Ever. <laughs> Between Trump and Biden? Uh, yes. So from his standpoint, he's, he doesn't like Trump. But from his <laughs> standpoint, it's worse than Trump. Hillary. Uh, yes. <clears throat> and he uses a term that is so wonderful and so horrible, I hesitate to put it on the air. <clears throat> it is in no way obscene nor inappropriate. It is perfectly horrific. I, I will consider it during the few commercials we're about to play. Okay, and man, the president's got a busy schedule today. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Just today, rallies in Michigan, Iowa, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Tomorrow, another five rallies in four different states. The last one in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where he had his last rally uh, in 2016. For a guy who was literally in the hospital with COVID-19 on oxygen, uh, this is really something of a marvel. And he's 72 years old. Yeah, amazing. I'll be visiting four states myself today. Groggy, alert, tired, and inebriated. Hey, now. I'm looking forward to one of them in particular. <laughs> Actually, alert would be fine. Although the extra hour of sleep felt good. Huh? I mean, just I feel like I slept. That in. whole stupid story. Yeah, no. Good Lord, every year. It's to help the farmers. <laughs> it's to save energy. It's to defeat the Kaiser. It's to whatever. Okay, there's that angle of it that nobody has any idea why it started. Right. It's, nobody, nobody likes it. Nobody. Republican, right. Democrat, old, young, urban, rural. Nobody likes it, right. yet it continues. Nobody knows why it started. Right. <laughs> it's to help the farmers conserve energy so they can defeat the Kaiser. Yeah. yeah. That's what we I, the people on this farm. I heard it definitively the, stated. It started in World War One to save energy. And get on the school bus in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> the Kaiser hates education. <laughs> No, the part that I always hate, different this time, but in six months when we switch back the other way, number of heart attacks, people who <laughs> suffer anxiety and stuff like that. So one hour different to sleep and your whole life falls apart. You never have to get up early for a business flight or you never get up an hour early to go fishing on the weekend. You get up an hour early to go fishing. Half the time you have a heart attack. No, 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 no. Because no, no, you no. just can't get up an hour earlier than normal. I am not getting up an hour early. An hour is being stolen. Yes. From my life. It's a matter of justice and equity. <laughs> Wait for my guard to get down and then an hour's gone. This whole, you got up one hour earlier or one hour later thing and your life is just falling apart. Car wrecks. <laughs> Lots of car people oh, are groggy. Of course. Well, it's a nation of 350 million people. You never so if a- something is slightly inconvenient, then yeah, times 350 million, you'll have a fair number of mishaps. You never get to decide on you're getting up an hour early to go jogging or I got a meeting that day or anything. Nothing. No, 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 never happens. That one hour earlier. Oh, it's shocking to <laughs> system well i had to quit uh, fishing i had to quit fishing early in the morning because every time i would get in a car wreck and i never made it to the lake. because of the heart attack you had when the right. alarm went off a full how, hour earlier than you're used to how am i supposed to drive with a heart attack going on 
and everybody hates it. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Matt Taibbi's piece, which I'll share part of it with you in a little bit, but uh, worst choice ever. Donald Trump is a disaster, but Joe Biden's party is Democratic in name only. Why this year's election is a vomit milkshake. Mm. I'll not be ordering that. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One sentence. Joe, well, it's actually just a sentence fragment. Joe Biden is a corpse with hair plugs. That's uncharitable. Come on. We'll get back to that in a bit. Oh, yeah, I got a, I'm got. i going to read a description from the New York Post of a rally over the weekend with Joe Biden that will uh, tell you what a corpse with hair plugs looks like. But um, So the, the reason uh, people on the right are really energized is the polls have tightened in the swing states over the weekend, particularly in Pennsylvania, when it went from pretty unwinnable to, hey, we're close to within the margin of error, and it's moving that direction, the polls are a lagging indicator. So people are kind of excited. In addition, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette endorsed President Trump. First time that paper has endorsed a Republican since 1972. Wow. Um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I would like to know what that was. I didn't actually read it. I, I'll, I'll bring it up. I'll bet it's got something to do with the fracking or the we're getting off oil. I wonder. That, I haven't looked uh, into it. That Biden announced in the uh, the debate a couple of weeks ago, whatever, whatever he was thinking there. You know, it could have something to do with uh, a major insight I had over the weekend that uh, I think Matt Taibbi shares, but uh, more on that to come. Um, uh, something and, you've heard a thousand times, including from my lips, is wrong. And even the New York Times headline was, the presidential race may come down to Pennsylvania. Joe Biden has a slight lead in the polls, but President Trump's rallies have energized the GOP. That's New York Times speak for something's happening and we're scared for them to even go that far. I oh my think. gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, but let me read a little of this. I've watched I've watched the video, but it's um, a lot of it's visual, and this is radio, so I'll read it. This is Miranda Devine in the New York Post. Democrats are masking Biden's frailty. Has there been a worse candidate in history than Joe Biden? When this election is over, the books revealing went on backstage will be illuminating. We've been saying that for a while. Mm-hmm. Win or lose. But the truth is there for everyone with eyes to see. Take Biden's car rally in Flint, Michigan on Saturday with a star power assist from Barack Obama. Awkward barely covers it. Obama, effortlessly cool, gave a warm-up speech to the assembled cars before ramping up to a dramatic introduction. My friend, the next president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. Moments ticked by, but there was no sign of the candidate. Joe Biden, Obama repeated a little less confidently, but still no show. Obama tried a third time. Joe Biden. Biden at last emerged from a nearby building and did a pantomime slow jog to the stage. The worst part came later. After Biden had shouted his way through a short teleprompter speech, Obama came backstage, perhaps to escort him off, because Biden did not seem to know where he was. That's probably unfair. Oh, that's uncharitable. Uh, Obama mimed an elbow pump with his former VP to signal they should leave the stage and then quietly whispered to him, after which it dawned on Biden he'd forgotten his mask. Not for the first time. When your entire campaign is about mask-shaming Trump supporters, it's not a forgivable lapse. Poor Biden looked a little chastened, like a chastened schoolboy as he fumbled through his folder and all his pockets looking for that pesky piece of cloth. He walked back to the lectern and searched to no avail before fumbling through his pockets again. Finally, he found the mask in his left trouser pocket and held it aloft sheepishly at Obama and placed it on his face. But then he paused and looked in seeming confusion at the microphone lying on the lectern where he'd left it. He picked it up and held it briefly to his masked face before laying it back down again and rejoining Obama on the side of the stage. Now, you've seen the video. Is that an accurate description? Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. 
Whatever emotions were going through Obama's mind at that point, he kept under wraps, but he did slow down and look back solicitously as he shepherded Biden down the stairs and away from the prying eyes. (laughs) You don't have to do this, Joe. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you remember. I remember it pretty clearly. I watched in 2008. When uh, 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 Obama's first rally, when he'd named Joe Biden the vice presidential candidate, and Biden was, you know, oldish then, mm-hmm. he came running out and, and and looked like perfectly fit. You know, here's a guy, you know, he's in his 60s, but he's clearly in really good shape. He's still trying to capture that, I think. And when he does it now, if oh, you've yeah. seen him, he really... That fake jog of his? Yeah, yeah. He looks like Robert De Niro did in The Irishman. I mean, uh, you know, it kind of... Stiffly comes out of it. Yeah. Still young jogging Joe here. Oh, and, yeah, I uh, could sprint over there if I wanted to. I know. Nobody's vo- voting for or against Joe Biden because of his physical prowess. but Right, although, you know, it's it's one of those spices in the stew that you think, this guy is just crumbling. Hey, uh, when are you going to give us the, the keys to going to bed early on election night? So... Um, Nate Sil- Silver has broken it down, and uh, this makes perfectly good sense to me. If Trump wins Florida and North Carolina, which you will know pretty early because those are states that are counting ahead of time, Mm. and they will release a lot of their results right when the polls close. Polls close 8 o'clock East Coast time in Florida, 5 o'clock West Coast time in Florida. So they might be able to announce shortly thereafter who won. Same with North Carolina, which closes at 4.30, depending on uh, what part of the country you're in. And they're counting ahead of time, too. If Trump wins those two... It's a toss-up race. It's a 50-50 race from there on out, with Pennsylvania really being the key. If yeah. Trump loses uh, either one of those, it's like 98% likely that Biden wins. It's just really hard to come up with math that works. Okay, fair enough. So those two are going to happen fairly early, and if Trump wins them both, it's a full-on race at that point. Forget all that 90% likely crap. It's a 50-50 race at that point. I tell you what, though, if Florida and North Carolina go Trump's way, that shows that there's something in the air. Sure. Absolutely. There's a reason Trump was in Pennsylvania four different times on Saturday, I think, and he's going to be several more times uh, they all the campaigns have figured out. Yeah, this is the key to the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. The wow. Pittsburgh uh, newspaper endorsing Trump is something. Not that I think anybody cares about newspaper endorsements. I certainly don't. But uh, it's surprising to me. Manchester Union endorsed Biden. First time they've endorsed a Democrat in a hundred years. Of course, what are there like fifty people in Manchester? I'm sure it's lovely this time of year. A little chilly, but uh, eh. If the polls are 10 days behind the direction the uh, the numbers are moving, Trump is definitely in a position to steal the thing. Yeah. It still would be surprising, obviously. So uh, the... Boat parades, car parades all across the country over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the idea that this election is a referendum on Trump, I think, is substantially wrong. And I know how crazy that sounds. Is there any chance it... F- felt that way or makes sense that it felt that way up until roughly today and then or tomorrow when you go into the polling place and then you think okay this is this is serious time i I got two choices here what's what's better exactly yeah i want to talk about that a little bit when we come back uh, at the risk of going overly election-ish on you but i've taken in so much coverage and we don't we're not gonna do what you hear on the other networks so boring and dumb um but anyway uh, yeah, I think I think this is a referendum on a whole lot more. Plus, we have all sorts of stuff. Uh, asteroids from outer space. Uh, the new Borat movie getting sued. I got some uh, Halloween talk for you. 
Halloween didn't exist for me. Didn't exist. Just didn't exist. That's too bad. Or is that a good thing? Are you happy about that? Uh, mixed bag. Because your kids are gone. Mixed bag of treats. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's mostly a negative. It's almost entirely a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on that to come. You don't seem happy about it. Oh, you're right. Maybe you should rent a child next uh, Halloween. That is um, repulsive, that idea. Child rentals. <laughs> I mean... What's what's the deposit? Like, what would be the the best age? I'd say four or five. That's just like the, oh, rent a five year old. Yeah, the, the, trust me, two hours. Don't go for the four hours, no matter how good, because the, the, the they'll get tired. There will be crying. I mean, crying <laughs> <the> child. <laughs> if you do the four hour rental, you'll get the full parenting experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do the do the two hours and save your money. Okay, all the rest on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm supposed. To, oh yes, I'm supposed to make an announcement. Uh, on November third, there is an elderly man contest. Um, so uh, there's two elderly men, and you're supposed to choose your favorite of the two elderly men. You can put it in the mail, or you can go and write down which elderly man you like, and then we'll add them all up, and then. Uh, uh, we might have the same elderly man, or we might have a new elderly man. Um, but just rest assured, no matter what happens, nothing much will change in the United States. Come on. I don't... Uh, that's a, it's a fine bit, and I appreciate oh, sure. it. The end is not true, though. Uh, and, and that was what I was thinking about over the weekend. Oddly enough, uh, for new listeners to the show, uh, we live in Cal Unicornia, where realism goes to die. And uh, the adults have left the room. And I was sitting uh, in my backyard. Actually, I was standing. I was looking at my dog hunting for lizards. And I was uh, wearing a T-shirt and shorts. November the 1st. The weather was perfect. It was like the the holodeck on Star Trek. It's gorgeous. And I have a very nice backyard. It has lots of flowers and trees and plants. It's very pleasant. Um, And I was thinking, what sort of terrible governance and, like, living conditions would drive people out of this by the thousands? And there's part of me and my wife and, and a lot of people I know who just can't wait to leave California. Our neighbors down our county road have been here forever. I think they're all from here. They're moving to Montana. Yeah. What just horrific governance and and just just crap i almost dropped an s-bomb uh does it take to drive people away from that well and it's funny because uh, i had been uh, doing a show preppy stuff which left me depressed and anxious as, as it does these days and and it's no secret that i joe welcome how are you um have been extremely ambivalent about donald J since the uh since the primaries uh, there are aspects of his uh, act that I loathe. Um, on the other hand, there are policies and actions he's done that I can't believe anybody could be that great. And you've heard the list before from, uh, you know, the judges to confronting China to telling our, our allies, hey, you got to kick in. you got to be part of this. 
uh, just all sorts of stuff that I think is wonderful. Um, so, you know, he's a super tough guy to take, uh, though, in a lot of ways. And, and including, if you're a conservative, he's, he's uh, the quarterback of my team, and he throws the ball into the stands all the time. And it drives me insane. He misses one-foot putts to mix my sporty metaphors. But anyway. We're putting in, throwing a... Okay. Well, it's it's a combo football golf thing. It's uh, it's well combat golf. Com- exactly full contact golf, which would really liven up the game. I mean, a guy's trying to drain a four footer and he just gets wiped out. Oh yeah, you'd have to be like looking around all oh, the time. Oh yeah, yeah, head on a swivel, man. But so anyway, I was thinking about those two things kind of in concert. And Trump is hard to take, and a lot of people don't like him, some for fictional reasons, because the media's told you over and over he's a racist and all sorts of garbage that's not true. And yet, he's got a really good chance to win. Better, it seems like better by the hour. What is driving people to leave the warm, sunny idea of a moderate Joe Biden? Joe Biden is, in theory, California. Gentle breezes, warm sunshine, lots of stuff to do. But people are being driven away by the vile, hateful, far left. And I was thinking, it's everybody I talk to politics, uh, talk about politics, too, practically, who has the same feeling. I'm not sure I can take another four years of Trump, but uh, Antifa in charge and People rioting and tearing apart cities, and everybody says that's okay. And Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization, and Kamala Harris and all. I'm going to swallow hard and do four more years of Trump. And I think this election is largely, Not of course, to it's a it on any TV show. Or... Right? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Thank you. And the freaking media. Oh my God. Their condescension toward toward normal, hardworking Americans. They feel so superior to you, and it just oozes out of every report, every story. They think anybody who feels like you do is an idiot. And there is an enormous vote going on right now that is choking down Trump and voting against the media and Hollywood and the universities and critical late race theory and the indoctrination of our children and the violence in the streets and the Marxists and all. Oh yeah, my happiness, my 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 deep bone happiness I had election night 2016 wasn't because Trump and any of his policies really. It was take a suck of that Saturday night live and Washington Post reporters I saw on Brian Williams and all that. That's what I enjoyed yeah. so much. Yeah. And and I finally realized, well wait a minute, we're not so different. And there are plenty of people who just really love Trump and some of you are listening right now and that's fine. Again, we don't tell you what to think, we tell you what we think. Um But I know so many people who are tired and annoyed by Trump, but horrified by the militant left. And this is an election about that um, in a lot of America. So we'll see how it comes out. We'll live with the result and we'll forge ahead. But, you know, as usual, the media gets it wrong. They don't they have no idea who you are, the, the elite of the American media. So trick or treating on uh, Saturday night. The rare you get do tr- you get Halloween on a Saturday night, which is just awesome. Too bad during the pandemic, whether you're uh, of drinking age or you're a kid, just perfect when it's on a Saturday night. Right, right. Full Stream moon and everything true. else. 
But it was, think about if you're a drinking kid. I mean, that's just oh, please come on. But please. it was <laughs> it was pretty interesting. I was trying to because I had no idea what to expect, and I was a little worried because the kids had their costumes and were all excited about trick or treating and everything like that. But I didn't have any idea how much trick or treating was going on. And it was weird. I would ask people, as texting people, and it, it ranged from "Are you kidding? Of course we're not." to of, "Are you kidding? Of course we are." Yeah. Um. And and everything between. And it seemed to go neighborhood by neighborhood. I don't know if people talk, but there were neighborhoods, plenty of neighborhoods, that it was just a regular Halloween. There were many lights on and people out and candy. Is any Halloween I've ever been to cool? And the neighborhoods that were just dark and locked down, and like no rhyme or reason. Really. Do you, you don't think it ran liberal conservative? Or? I don't see how that possibly could. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe that's the... I think uh, word just get, gotta, would get around a neighborhood. There'd just be like the loudest person. Of course we're not. We can with a pandemic. Okay, I guess we're not either. Right. And yeah. the other way. Yeah, that's the way culture spreads. But anyway, we hit uh, several neighborhoods where there's lots of candy. Had a really good time. Was, Excellent. Was, oh, yeah. Fantastic. Happy thanks, for the youngsters. Thanks to everybody who was willing to do that. Armstrong and Getty.